This is the X and Y podcast. Hello, are you there, Joe? Yes, I'm here in a rather damp London. It's 4.45 in the morning. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's winter. Winter's upon us. Um, it yeah. actually snowed here for the first time where I live last night, but um, it's all melted Don't, now. don't yeah. tell that to Greta. Yeah, indeed. It's, it's no good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I will, if I wheeze and sneeze and cough during this programme, I'm not being rude, but I've got a bit of a cold. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you've been busy as well because yeah. it's, it's holiday season. Yeah. It's the, the Christmas yeah. season, and uh, mm-hmm. you must be pretty busy as well with your, your work. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we were talking, we, we, I mean, as we often do, we, we go off on these uh, nostalgic conversations about um, various topics such as music is the one for today. And um, then I thought, well, we should be recording these conversations more. So um, we, we, had a, we started a bit earlier before we started recording, talking about uh, music and um, related stuff. So we'll continue with that. So... Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. forgive uh, any anybody from overseas. Forgive us because it's going to be a lot about British music, uh, well, especially the seventies because I don't recall many American bands in the seventies, um, and more the eighties when they all sort of came in, like the black bands and things like that. Um, but yeah, you know. So, well, where do you want to start? Well. Um... I mean, should I, I start before what, you because I'm older? Yeah, well, I was, what I was going to say is, what's your earliest memory? I mean, which song sticks in your mind as the very as your earliest memory of any kind of music? Um, yeah, I remember the first ever single I bought was uh, by a group called Shuadi Wadi. They're called Three Steps to Heaven. Uh, but prior to that, in terms of music, it would have been. My parents, you know, like Elvis Presley, uh, Chubby Checker, uh, a lot of the 60s stuff like Sandy Shaw, Dusty Springfield, um, Tom Jones, who's still around and still going. Uh, Cliff Richard, still going. So, you know, that that was my earliest record, but that was like I was copying. And of course, the Beatles, because I grew up in the 60s. And I remember vividly... um, um, they sang a song. Uh, was it Candy? Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Sweet for my sweet. Was that was that them? I can't remember. But I remember in the classroom, uh, the teachers made us stand up, and I I, I love to be on stage. Uh, made us four of us stand up when we were singing this Beatles records, and I can't remember which one it was now. But um, yeah, so it would have been like that. They weren't my first purchases, but they were the first records that I knew of. You know, like the Beatles, Hard Day's Night. Um, Rolling Stones and all the all those sort of groups, and you? Well, I think you mentioned Sweet. There was a song called Sweets for My Sweets, which was a '60s song by a band yeah. called The Searchers. And right, uh, okay. Um, but uh, of course, that's before my time. But I mean, it doesn't mean we don't listen to it because my mm. my parent, when I was born and when I was growing up in the '70s, my parents were quite young when I was born, so they listened to all the latest music. My, my, I tended to be, as, as was normally the case in those days, and perhaps it is, I spent a lot of my younger days, you know, when I was very young with my mother, and my father was out working. So um, yeah. she used to play Radio 1, which was the main um, pop music station in those days, BBC Radio 1. Uh, oh, because we never we never had private radio stations until Capital came along. Well, I they, think they, Capital they... was around. Yeah, Capital started uh, around about the seventies. Started in the seventies, didn't it? Um, yeah, because yeah. In those so days, I, yeah, the radio one in those days was medium wave. It, it wasn't on FM, yeah. and mm. Capital Radio uh, was the main commercial pop music station, uh, which yeah. launched in the seventies. I forget which year for for London, and it was. Um, it, it launched on FM, so it was. Um, yeah. I think FM and medium wave, and um, and there was a pirate station. Do you remember Radio Caroline? Yeah, I do. Yeah, indeed. You, used that, to that was on, that was in the yeah on, on the north in the North Sea, That's and right. so it was so yeah yeah just outside yeah. just outside uh, of British waters, so it, it got it could right. get away with uh, 
it broadcast from uh, international waters, so it wasn't subject yeah. to certain laws and regulations and things. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, so the song like... actually I'm thinking of was uh, "Oh Bloody Oh Blada." Oh, I know. Yeah, oh, that's right. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. That was when I was in that's school. Yeah, times. when I was an eight-year-old. Yeah. Oh. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So they they had uh, they basically the British Broadcasting Corporation BBC practically controlled the music, didn't they? Back then. Essentially, they had a lot of control over the music. They did, indeed. yeah. And um, of course, there was. Um, well, you mentioned Radio Caroline, and which I believe was on long wave. Um, yeah, it was, it was involved. Terrible reception. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think by the time I started listening, uh, when I first got my uh, radio, uh, I got this radio cassette player that my father gave me. Um, mm. I think by the time I got my first machine to audio equipment, which was, as I said, it was his. Uh, I think the very first thing he gave me actually was a, a Philips mono cassette player. It was sort of it lay. I remember them. Yeah, it lay horizontal and it had piano mm. keys and it had like a top loading. That's right. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I and remember. It just yeah. one speaker. Um, do you remember eight tracks? Well, I do know, of course, of 8-Tracks, but I never, mm. it was never part of my life, 8-Track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Did you have such a thing? Yeah, uh, well, I never had a car, but they were in a lot of cars, but I did have a home unit playing 8-Track, and it was a superior sound because it had a wider tape. That's right. And yeah. uh, and there was something else about it. I think, I think you could flick tracks on it as well, uh, unlike a cassette where you had to rewind the forward. You could, I can't remember what you do, but I think you could flick tracks or something like that. I can't remember now, but... Uh, yeah, I had one in, indoors, but it was like the tail end of it. You know, it was like when they were all like, um, like you know, they were, they were ceasing to exist, basically. Phasing out. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, uh, so that was my, that my first, it was Shiwadi Wadi. It was my first ever single I bought. And then I sort of grew up um, with uh, Mike Oldfield, Tubular Bells, if you remember him. Yep. That was a massive, massive, massive album that was. Um, and it was all things like that. And then I discovered Dark Side of the Mood, Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, and so I went through Slade, Gary Glitter, The Sweet. These were all the groups. Uh, Golden Earring, I think, Radar Love. I think I remember that time as well. Um, it was a, They were Dutch, I think, Golden Earring, like the one-hit wonder. Um, so that, that was that, that genre um, of music. It was mainly sort of glam rock. And uh, these, and then there was like Bay City Rollers. They were the like, first boy, boy band, if you like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that... you you mentioned the first boy band. I mean, they were possibly one of the first boy band manufactured boy bands. With manufactured, the, yeah, yeah. Primarily yeah. for their looks and their appeal to young women, because of course, yeah, you know, there are. So I mean, I don't know which was the first. Boy, I mean, if you think you could say you could argue that the Beatles was the first superstar boy band, but I mean, they actually uh, wrote and produced their own music, and they actually yeah, were very talented. Yeah. I don't, I mean, not to knock the Bay City Rollers because they were in. I mean, they're quite catchy. I, I've got like I've got Bay City Rollers tracks on my seventies, yeah, and in my my sort of on my I, iPhone and amongst you know I've got like an, my old iPhone's got like about over three thousand tracks. Of music yeah. and I just play it um, in my office and um, as background music and I mm. I generally stick to 60s, 70s and 80s music. I mean, yeah. even the, and there's a bit of 50s on there as well. Um, there mm. is other music, of course. There's more, there is more modern stuff, but um, I just find um, that you know, just as background music, it reminds me when back in the day when. We always had a radio going in the background. Yeah. Uh, whether yeah. it was in your car, or I mean, I did have a cassette player in the car, or whether it yeah. was um, in where you were working. So you worked in a, mm. a factory, dress factory, or something, did you? Yeah, know, yeah. Did they have the radio playing in the background? Well, because the dress factories were predominantly uh, run by, by Greek Cypriots, um, we used to have English music in the morning and in the afternoon Greek music, which used to completely wind me up. <laughs> although, although I'm half Greek, you know, but it just used to drive me insane. I hated it. Um, and because, um, you know, I was young and I wanted to listen to all the latest thing. And, and by that stage, when I was working in factories, 
we'd sort of gone into the punk era, you know. What I was going to say about the boy bands is one of the first boy bands was well, two actually, a black one and a white one. There's the Osmonds and the Jack- Jackson Five. Indeed, yeah. Um, and and the Osmonds were massive. I mean, they, my uh, my uncle used to have a dress factory behind the Rainbow Theatre, which is a very famous uh, music venue, which is still there now, gospel like gospel church type thing. And the girls were just like going around the block and like banging on the windows. I mean, they're just going insane, you know, for the Osmond brothers. Um, and uh, they were one of the first, uh, I don't know, I can't say manufactured because they're all brothers, but maybe they were manufactured by their, their families, say, you know. Well, I think so, and, because uh, the Jackson Five's the same. The Jackson Five were essentially yeah. a manufactured band by their father or, or mm, various mm. industry moguls uh, and with their father's approval. And so, I mean, not to say they weren't but, talented. I mean, Michael Jackson, obviously very talented, but... Yeah, yeah. Uh, and some of the others, I mean, they, they all the whole family appears to be quite talented, but... Um, there, there was a song called Puppy Love by Donny Osmond, which was like, remember. huge. Yeah, I remember. You remember that, yeah? yeah. But there was one really... They did one really good track called Crazy Horses. Yep. Yep, it was really, really good. I mean, because it really, you did like, as a guy, you didn't follow the Osmonds or Jackson 5. It was more of a girly thing, you know what I mean? You, we, we sort of went to Slade and Sweet and, and all them... All them the, the sort of more macho ones, you know. Yeah. I mean, guys never used to dance in them days anyway. So sure. uh, <laughs> it, was, it was always the slow dance at the end. Yeah, that's right. You know, until, until uh, disco came in, basically. Um, yeah. Well, what was your first, you, you mentioned your first record, Shawadiwe. I remember them. Um, but that was the yeah. uh, Rockabilly revival of the late 70s. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but um, there was also of the same ilk was um, Stray Cats. Um, yeah. You remember Stray Cats? Because mm-hmm. I, I actually, um, I took, <coughs> took up cello lessons um, at school. Cello? Yeah, cello. I tried, I tried to take, I, I took up cello lessons. I don't know whether it was my choice or I think the teachers asked, you know, we're trying to push various musical instruments and the cello was one of the least popular. So, right. um uh, for some reason, I got persuaded, and I actually—I was quite small, and I found the cello too difficult to manage. It was too big for me. Mm. But I used to watch uh, Top of the Pops and watch Stray Cats on Top of the Pops, and I used to uh, try to mimic the bass player because he played yeah. like an upright, oh, right. an upright with the cello, yeah, the bass. And I used to use the cello yeah. like an upright uh, bass, you know, and double uh, bass, a double bass, called, yeah, yeah. I used to copy yeah. him. Um, yeah, and um, that that and then of course around that time uh, in the seventies, uh, saxophones were very popular. Uh, they were mm-hmm. used a lot in pop music in the seventies and yeah. of course the eighties as well. But uh, um, they 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 became very popular in in just regular pop music. And uh, yeah, I wanted to to play saxophone, and um, because my father is really into jazz. And, and was at mm. the time, as well as pop music and rock music, he was also into jazz. Yeah. He was quite int- he was quite keen for me to play the saxophone. But um, again, because I was so quite small as a child, um, I found the saxophone tenor sax was a bit big and heavy for me. So um, yeah. the teachers recommended start with the clarinet, and then um, when, ah, when you I, I bigger, did the clarinet, I did the clarinet, I did I did. Um... Piano and clarinet, clarinet. I was crap at both. All I could do was sing. That's the only thing I could do. Instruments just not my forte. I leave that to my brother and my dad. Well, right, but singing was my, was my forte. Well, singing is definitely. I mean, the human voice is without a doubt mm. the greatest musical instrument. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. And if you can sing, then um, you know you. Well, I could, but then my um, my voice broke and it never fixed afterwards. Well, I was in the church choir. I used to sing yeah. in the church choir. and uh, I, I used to sing solo, mate. <laughs> well, Green sleeves. Uh, you know, in I was the in the newspapers. I'm not going to boast. No, no, it's interesting. No, you boast. You go ahead. Blow your own trumpet. <laughs> I, 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 still sing, I still sing in the cab like, when, when I'm on my own, obviously. Um, I live yeah, in- I mean, is, is, I was going to say, is there any... any- didn't like at the time but now you listen to and think they were really good 
or he was really good or she was really good? Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, I think like you say, um, there were certain bands that it was not really good for your image as a young, as a boy or yeah. man mm. to admit that you would like them. And in some cases, I genuinely did not like the music because, yeah. for example, like, I mean, certain like gay music, like um, if I think about the 80s, for example, mm. like Erasure. Do you remember Erasure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Frankie goes to Hollywood, and I mean, oh, they were brilliant. Frank, that was a brilliant track. Pet Shop that Boys, was, yeah. You know, so the Pet Shop Boys and Erasure, I never liked them at the time because I felt mm. that they were just too gay, and it was just not, not really my thing. You know, I was more into like heavy rock and stuff like that. However, I, I have a conf- I have a confession. I had the Pet Shop Boys in the back back of my cab. Ooh, but uh, don't take that. Li- but don't take that literally. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I had I'm them. Not surprised. I had them. I had them one at a time, and I had them both together. Well, you are uh, certainly uh, revealing <laughs> and, your and, sordid and, past and, now, aren't you? And do you know? And do you know who else? Go on, Bronsky beat. Oh bloody yeah! The well, he he of course another gay band or um, yeah, certainly the singer. I forget his name now. Um, Steve, his name was Steve Bronsky. Oh, that's his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and J- uh, an Jimmy, Sum- Jimmy, Jimmy Somerville. Jimmy Somerville was the, was the voice. Yeah. yeah Jimmy Somerville he was the voice. Mm. Well, there's an example of a band and an artist. I mean, Jimmy Somerville mm. maybe first became famous in the band Bronsky Beat, and then mm. uh, he moved to um, the Communards, I believe. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then he went solo. Um, yeah. That's an example of a band that or an artist that I would never have listened to. I didn't listen to at the time, but now enjoy listening to. Uh, that, that Small Town Boy was a brilliant track. It was. It was excellent. It was I a brilliant think that track, yeah. an absolute classic, that song. Mm. Um, but yeah, at yeah, the time, I yeah. didn't like it. You know, mm. so. I didn't at the time, no. But I'll tell you who I, a lot later on, who I really liked. And I used to work with this guy, and he used to bang on about him all the time, just talking about him. And I was into, well, I don't know what I was into then, uh, like punky or, or soul music, I can't remember now, or, or dance music. And uh, he used to bang on about Cat Stevens, and I couldn't see the attraction. And then I sort of discovered him about, I don't know, 20 years after he'd stopped, stopped singing, you know, because he turned, uh, he became a, an, an imam, he, he turned Muslim and yeah, become an right. imam. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and I started listening to the songs later on, and uh, I just thought it was brilliant. Just, you know, because the guy I was working with, I was about, 17 or 18 he would have about 22 23 so it was you know that little bit of age difference that bit of maturity yeah you know where, where they actually uh, we we just wanted to pull birds uh dance you know get laid or whatever and he was actually listening to the songs you know that that was the difference basically oh, you know and um and he yeah so and uh i just found you know and being because I'm, he's half greek and i'm half greek as well so there's the, the connection if you like um, but I just thought he, the words were just fantastic. You know, I just didn't pick up on it at the time. I remember, I remember in in class in secondary school, that one guy, uh, his name was Metin Mehmet, he's a Turkish guy, and and there was a song called "I Can't Keep It In," I've got to let it out. So so it has connotations, yeah. And he kept singing it in class, and she she sort of blurted because you know, can you stop? singing that song that stupid little song insinuating that it's a penis like so, 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 and of course for a teacher to for a teacher to say that we just uh, that, it was, the whole class was disrupted that was it you know in the, in the class sort of thing you know brilliant. but he was one guy that i just thought was uh, absolutely brilliant yeah he um wasn't he based isn't he based in kilburn isn't he for, like isn't he live in the kilburn area um, i'm not now he does because he's got a school up there up in um uh, just off of uh, Chamberlain Road. Oh, was he? He's got an yeah. Islamic, Islamic school. But he, he predominantly... And actually, he, he wrote a lot of songs before that. I mean, he, he, you know, he performed with the Beatles. Um, and he wrote, uh, he wrote... He wrote the first cut is the deepest. Mm. He wrote uh, Morning Has Broken. Yeah. Which I... Uh, we used to sing that at school. And it's not a hymn. I used to think it was a hymn. But there's Same. nothing about God in it. Same. Yeah, we used to. Yeah. That's interesting. We used to sing mm. that as well in morning mm. assembly back in the day. Yeah, we yeah. had uh, every morning we had um, 
assembly, assembly. and prayers mm. and we mm. had to pray the lord's prayer and we had to sing right. sing hymns but the funny thing was you've just said something i i didn't realize and but i do i did know actually that he wrote that cat stevens wrote mm. it but um i always assumed it was a religious song it was a christian song um, there's nothing in it about there's nothing in it about any deity or anything it's an interesting one that yeah because hmm. um well as, as i understand it he just got heavily into drugs and he 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 got out of his uh, addiction through islam hmm. that's what he claims yeah you know hmm. but, which is quite a typical thing for people when they're at low points in their life to use religion as a, a way to pick their lives back up and some yeah. people do that and he seems mm. to be a very devout muslim and um, very yeah. uh, extremely pious you know um mm. but, but talking of music yeah i mean in the 70s i was gonna the question i asked you um and you was talking about the first record you bought i think well the first record the, the memory i have of the very first song i heard on the radio which is probably not the first song i heard but the one that sticks in my mind is um when will I see you again? By the Supremes, um, and um, my that was on Radio One, and I remember sitting. Wasn't, in it the, wasn't it the Three Degrees? Sorry, you're right. It's the Three Degrees. Well done. You're right. Do you know why I know that? Yeah. Do you know why I know that? Go on, then. Because I was on top of the pops when they were singing it. Oh well, fantastic. <laughs> Well, you, did, you did mention to me uh, before we started recording uh, uh, earlier this morning that you did say that um, you had been on Top of the Pops. And, uh, yeah. It's probably who, who was hosting it when you were on Top of the Pops? Um, his name was, oh God, what was it? It wasn't Jimmy Savile. What I can <laughs> yeah, you, uh, it, you've lived, you've was, survived. Uh, you've survived yeah. Jimmy Savile. <laughs> it was uh, uh, Basic Two Rollers were number one, uh, Funky Gibbon. Well, because oh, the, the, wow. they, the, what, what they called those three guys, um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the goodies, the goodies, the goodies, that's uh, yeah, Funky Gibbon, and that's who the um, hands people were dancing to. Mm. Uh, basic role was number one, and um, what was that? What was craft? What the question was there? <laughs> um, who hosted it? Oh, it was Emperor Roscoe. Emperor Roscoe, him? no, I don't, Emperor I, Roscoe. He was a, so that because they were usually Radio One DJs, weren't they? He was he was a Radio One DJ, yeah. yeah. Radio, yeah I remember now. Yeah. I do know the name, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. I, yeah I that was about nineteen seventy-five. So how old would you have been? Uh, I was only four years old, three or four years. Oh, old. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I yeah. do remember Emperor Roscoe. Now you say that I do because of it, his mm. name stands out. You can never forget that. Yeah. Um, but Pan's people, there's a blast from the past because Pan's people, of course, used to appear everywhere in the 70s i mean every time you switch yeah. on the tv especially like um like a sort I wish of I did. prime time <laughs> saturday night yeah yeah two ronnie's or uh mike yarwood and you know that pan's people would be actually because they couldn't get the band to come in and perform the song so they used to yeah play, they, they'd play the song on the tv show and they get pan's people to dance to it mm, that's right yeah um, yeah i mean there was I suspect. Oh, I, wish, I wish. I wish I could have had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> blast <from> the past. <laughs> I was. I, I was a pubescent fifteen-year-old. You imagine? I can imagine you probably. Did you have the poster? Because a lot of guys had the poster of Pants People. Um, you get it. I, like, I just saw the. I just saw the real thing wobbling about on stage, mate. Yeah. I was happy as Larry. <laughs> well, I do remember. I, I mean, I'm younger than you, but I do remember Pants People. I do remember watching them dancing, um, but I suppose. It was a bit before I started taking that kind of interest in girls, but um, mm. definitely remember them. And if you, actually, I think if you look on YouTube now, you can see them. There are videos of them on there from old TV. Shows, yeah, you know, because that was who the was with... who was the other group? Hot Gossip. Yes, you probably remember those. I yeah, remember because I mean they took, they, they they took it a step further. What did they? I don't. In what way? Because well, they, they 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 had more erotic like. Uh, like tight leather and like oh, more DDSM yeah. stuff, all that sort yeah, of thing. Do you know what I mean? Right. I remember. Now. And it was, I think they, I think they got famous because they were on the Kenny Everett show. That's right. If I remember rightly. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Everett. Yeah, that's another one. He's a very funny guy. Mm. Um, yeah. So back to the music. So yeah, you're right. Mm. It was the uh, Three Degrees, indeed. Um, when will I see you again? That's the, so. Whenever I hear that song, it just, it's funny how music has a certain uh, memory attached to it. You can like. Mm certain times in your life 
um, can come flooding back to you when you hear a certain song. And you can yeah. associate certain music with certain times in your life. It's an interesting one. Um, I'm trying to remember the um, the first record I bought, but because um, it was still LP records, vinyl, you know. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really. I, I very rarely bought any music on cassette tape because I yeah. didn't like the quality. I knew I, or even at that age, I knew the quality of cassette tapes wasn't very good. Um, and they used to tangle. That's right. Yeah. So, um, he, he, my father, he bought me, he gave me, he was in the hi-fi trade. So he gave me this, um, after the, the first one I mentioned, he then gave me a bigger machine. It was a stereo. It was Akai. Remember Akai? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Akai was a Japanese brand. And um, mm. he gave me this, like, what we used to call um, ghetto blaster. We used to call them a ghetto oh, blaster, yeah. which is an American term. Um, yeah. It was, um, you could, it was like a portable, upright cassette radio with um, twin speakers and stuff like that. You could put batteries in here, but I never did. I could never afford the batteries. So I only yeah. ever used it at home. Um, but um, the uh, what I did was when I had enough money of my own, I used to buy ca- records, and I, my father would record them onto cassette tape for me, and I'd play the cassettes of my own records because I didn't have my own uh, record player. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember dialer disc on the on the? Um... Used to it was on the telephone. You'd find them up, and they'd be playing the record of the week. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Remember that? That's right. Yeah. I, and I used to put I used to put the, the I used to put the microphone from my dad's tape recorder onto the receiver <laughs> of, of, the, of the the earpiece of the of the phone. And I remember I remember the record. It was Rocket Man by Elton John. Well, yeah. I I never I never used any phone service. Actually, yeah, not not to uh, not to go off on one of these sorrow stories, but we ne- we didn't mm. have a telephone at home, so um, right. Um, we having said that, we did have um, my dad had some very nice audio equipment, and what it was, yeah, it was when when he lost his job and we all went wrong, and we, we mm. my parents divorced and that. Of course, he still had all his old audio equipment from the days when he yeah. didn't have money for it. We used to have a telephone, and we moved home and. We lived in a new place and we, we didn't have a telephone in the new place. It was a lot smaller, blah, 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 blah. But um, he did keep his decent audio equipment. And um, yeah. because he'd been in the hi-fi trade, he had very good audio equipment. So I grew up mm. always with very high-end audio. And um, and he used to have – his car audio was extremely good. It was a very um, high-end uh, cassette radio yeah car with nice speakers so there was always good music playing and i say good mm. music i mean i i remember like listening to like the police um dire straits um yeah thin lizzy uh those bands like that really uh yeah stick in my mind and i because even at that age you know um in the 70s i was quite young um it, i i i th- remember enjoying that music and i remember thinking it was mm. good music even if, you know even if i didn't fully understand all the lyrics just you tend to, when you're younger you you have you are much more focused on the music as opposed to the words in the song um, yeah i think when you're older you start to take more note of the lyrics um, yeah when you're young you are you tend to repeat very easy lyrics very catchy lyrics yeah, are may not have any particular significance that are just there for very light entertainment. But when you get older, yeah. we do tend to focus a lot on the lyrics. The lyrics become a lot more important to us, I think. And that's why some music that I didn't like before, another reason why I may now listen to it, because I have found new meaning in some of the lyrics. Um, mm. But conversely, there are bands that I did like before because especially i like the music but now um when i listen back to the lyrics i think well i don't agree with his politics you know what i mean yeah 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 so yeah i think we go through that um we go through different stages um i was listening to uh 
of all people, Jordan Peterson was a lefty, you know, when he was a, a student, he, he got into the left wing thing, you know. And there was somebody else I was, who, oh, I forget, he briefly, he's not, he's a right winger there, but he briefly flirted with uh, uh, Marxism. And um, at that age, and I think we all go through that stage, you know, Che Guevara, the whole thing, you know, bleeding yeah. hearts yeah. and all that sort of thing. And we, all, I was, I was no different. I mean, now I'm complete opposite, you know, because the, because the world looks so simple to us then. Yeah. You know, it's all about compassion. It's all about love. It's save this, save that, save the well, save the insects. You know, the government's got to give us all this money to do all this shit. You know, and you know, like, and then as you when you get older and you start doing your own finances, you know that money doesn't grow on trees effectively. And um, so, yeah, so like that, there was lots of, I mean, I love the Sex Pistols. I was, I was a sort of closet punk rocker. I wasn't brave enough to come out because the problem is I grew up in that, that disco era, um, that's 74, 75, before John Travolta come on, there was a club in the West End called The Rainbow. Uh, it's not there anymore, but, um, and it was like the first guy, the first time I saw guys dancing together, you know? And um, and this was like this, this was like the underground movement of like dance music coming in, and then so that's what I I, I fancied the girls in those clubs. I didn't really fancy the punk girls, but I like the I like the punk music. So I was like rocking and rolling between the two. Do you know what I mean? That's spray it. spray dyed spray dyed hair and a clip on earring, like for the punk clubs. You know, like so I was I was I was sort of jousting between the two. But I, I didn't go and see the... I wasn't brave enough to go and see the Sex Pistols back then, but I did see them about 15 years ago at Crystal Palace. I went to see John Lydon and, or Johnny Rotten, as, as he's known. And uh, that, that was uh, quite refreshing. Um, and I had a lot to do with... In the 80s, I met a lot of stars because of my job. You know... Um, you must have done... Stage... Being, a, being a cab driver, you would, mm. you would... Especially based in central London, you are undoubtedly... Going. Well, we had we had we had uh, we had contracts with the record companies, you know, like all the all the big record companies, you know, like EMI and all these sort of people. I mean, I had uh, I'm going to tell you about all the people I had in the back of my cab, double entendre. We got time uh, for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just briefly. Uh, Kate Bush, uh, Banana Rama, I had for three and a half hours, all three of them. Well, um, the Sade, I picked her up. She signed the album. You know when she for that first album she brought yeah, out. I love Sade. Uh, wonderful, yeah, voice, wonderful music. That nice girl as well. I mean, she was, you know, she was like a kid. I mean, she was like 23, 24. I mean, she was probably as young as I was. You know, um, I picked her up. Um, there were just loads that, that I just went through. Um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Le Bon, um, Simon Le Bon and his missus. Sure. Um, you know, so he, I mean, sorry, was that before he remarried? Because. Oh no! The other, the other Duran Duran guy. One of the Duran Duran yeah, think... guys married that that girl um, who had a like a. Um, she was she was the presenter with Terry Christian on the Word when Channel Four was quite new. Remember the yeah. remember the Word. And, I remember the Word. Yeah, right, I remember Friday Terry Christian, but I don't remember the girl though. Um, Amanda Cadenet, that's her name. Oh um, yeah, I remember her. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. I, mean, I didn't know who really, made her. Yeah, she was really fit. That was back in the day yeah. when. Um, when when blonde Western women were really fanciful, you know. I used to love them with the, the little black the little black dress or the little black skirt oh, and blonde. Was that was my yeah. yeah. I think yeah. she wasn't she didn't she marry or she was in a relationship with um, the other mate that one of the members from Duran Duran. It wasn't Simon Le Bon, was it? It was the other because it was another guy. Simon Le Bon's been with Yasmin for a long time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was another yeah. guy from Duran Duran. I think yeah. she was involved with. Yeah. Sorry, go on, you go carry on. That's right. And there was another blonde girl, um what's her name? Wendy Wendy, Wendy James. James. Wendy James, remember that transmission yeah. vent. Yeah. yeah. Transmission vent, yeah. Very good. Yeah. yeah, really good. Yeah. And um that was a real I think the eighties was just a brilliant time. Because we'd we'd left the punk, I mean they've got the new romantics coming, you know, Adam, and then we had like Adam and the Ants and you know, uh, Duran Duran and all these sort of groups that they, they were sort of going worldwide. All these groups, I, I didn't realize how big they were. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I used to have a lot in my tax, I picked them up quite a few times. It was a, it was a group called Big Country and they were massive, yeah, they were filling that Wembley Stadium, you know, yeah. and they were really, really big. Um, Tony Butler, the bassist, I, I, I had him in the cab for about two hours, I think, once we were taking him from somewhere, I can't remember the journey but uh we're from where and where to but we were like chatting and he he gave me his phone number he said look find me missus you know get some tickets i used to get free tickets you see 
Um, I was just used to have a chat with them. Uh, just loads. I just met loads and loads of people. Like, and and you know, that's what that's what it was then that I realised that actually we're all just people. You know, like that. That was that was that was. Uh, you know, when you see somebody on television, you sort of look up at them, and, and but then I, I sort of realised we're just all doing our jobs, basically. There's nothing special about it. And they got a little bit of luck. Sometimes they were one-hit wonders. Yeah. And you never saw them again, you know? Um, I'd pick them up, then they'd go take to rug recording studio. I see them on top of the pops. I'd never see them again. That was it. Done and done with. Career finished, basically. Um, and other people lasted, and then they, then they sort of faded. So it was a really interesting... I just thought the, the 80s was a really interesting time for me, personally, because I, I was mixing with them all the time. Well, I think the we do find, though, when when we're growing up, we, when we come of age and we start to then mature, um, we, we, I think we, in our twenties, we start to become much more aware of, of the world. And we start to be, so we have a little bit of experience, but we start to put pieces together. Um, that, yeah. that, I mean, hopefully that doesn't stop. We still mature. We still, mm. uh, we still start to figure things out. We, 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 we never know everything and, and we still, we're always learning. But I think you get to a stage where you start to become much more aware of your surroundings, your environment and, and just the way life is and the way the universe works, you know. And I think mm. that's why you say that. Because if you talk to anybody, they'll probably say that about, a certain time in their life when they did have a kind mm. of awakening, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Not to be confused with woke because I can't. We won't go down there today. Please, please do not mention that word. No, no. <laughs> it's if you, woke person is fucking bad grammar. I was going to say they. How, how come they using a? It shows you what how stupid they are. They're using a verb yeah. as an adjective, you know. But anyway, yeah, yeah. We won't go down there today. Um, what I mean is, we have an awakening and we start to understand the world and we start to see things differently and i think that's we start to take an interest and i think that is what you're talking about and i think that could happen to us at a certain time of life and we would yeah. look back on that and see the world as interesting because i i i think that yeah i mean i've always that i could i could find interest in any part time and any decade and any period of my life and i would say they, they were interesting times for such and such reasons, you know. Um, mm. Musically speaking, the 80s is really, it's got two sides to it because 80s music has, you're right, there's some really good music, but at the same time, well, you know, there's a lot, there was a lot of bad music which has been forgotten and we don't think about it, we just don't remember it. And It, it wasn't just the music, it was the fact that the punk era had broken the stranglehold of the the label and a lot of independent labels came out on the yeah. market. Yeah. That that was that was that was one of the biggest things. And uh, and BBC never had control over everything. Yeah. You know, it was always the same the same. Whenever whenever a record got banned, all, all the producers and the and the bands all rubbing their hands because if a record got banned, it went to number one. Yeah. Frankie goes to Hollywood Relax was the first one. Frankie goes to, yeah, That's the yeah, one I remember yeah. being banned. Frankie goes to Hollywood song. Yeah, well I, I remember the, the set I remember the Sex Pistols and right. uh, and I remember um the uh, this it, it seems so primitive, but they you know their their famous album was Never Mind the Bollocks has Sex Pistols, yeah. right? So the, the women who used to pack the records in the warehouses actually downed tools because they, they found the word bollocks very offensive. How funny. And, uh, and they were going to take, uh, I think they were stopping it being sold, and the police were raiding record stores and taking the records out of the shops. Richard Branson, uh, the, he went to court with a linguistics professor from Oxford, I believe, and they found out that the word bollocks is not a swear word. It was yeah. it was from an uh, it was from an ancient order of priests, Catholic priests, and and they were called bollocks. And they and they used to and they used to talk in uh, deep Latin in the church. And so when they used to come out, they say, "What is on? What was he on about?" I don't know, just talking bollocks. And that's how it came about. And he he won the case. Brilliant, brilliant. I, I um. 
Yeah, I and mean, there's there's you that that's a good that's a brilliant story. I love stories like that, and I think the mm. uh, it just sees how times have changed because um, I mean, like like you say, you're guaranteed if a song gets banned, um, mm. you know, all there's no such thing as bad publicity is fairly true a saying. You know, it really, in fact, it it tends to like you say boost sales. You know, and mm. I remember buying like. I remember. Do you remember when Madonna? She kept relaunching herself, re, re, reinventing herself. And do you remember she had the album? I think the song was called "Justify My Love." It was like around. Yeah, yeah, it was a really good record, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but do you remember her first record that made there was uh, like a Virgin? That was also oh, <gasps> Virgin, Virgin. Yeah. You know, it was like I a know, big, you know, it was like a big deal at the time. It was that was the second mm, album. Mm. Like a Virgin was mm. the second album, and mm. um, it's got. Um, it was pretty risque at the time, and um, she was. I remember, by the way, um, as an adolescent teen, uh, really mm. fancied Madonna, some in chronic. Um, mm. But um, gosh, I mean, there's an example of somebody who I really liked, and I liked liked her music. I fancied her, her one of these teenage crushes on her. But mm. now, I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I still listen to her old music, like especially mm. the first two albums. But um, I just, I just don't want to hear anything about her now because of her politics and her insanity. Yeah, yeah. You know? mm. But um, I, I sort of went off her. I, I, the third album, True Blue. I like. I bought that one. I, and then I bought all her albums up to I think, I think Justify My Love or what, uh, whatever the name of that. Maybe that was the album mm. title as well. I forget because there was a lot of hype. And Channel Four were going to air it, and I mean, we all died. Even my, even my father, you know, even everybody, we mm. all like stopped what we were doing and turned on mm. Channel Four. I think it was aired at like six o'clock on a Friday night, or it was a certain time. Mm. And um, it had like this edit of she was, which I think was in the video. It wasn't edited on the TV, I and mean, it was in the video, like of it had like um, sexual simulation and bondage yeah. scenes and lesbians and gays and um and just like but not really explicit but it's interesting how things change because at the time it was considered pretty risque um and well it, i have a really sad memory about that oh go on well, do we, do we um, want to hear this <laughs> but it's not sad as in like boohoo sad no. it's just like it's uh this this girl that i i used to fan she was the blonde you know with the black skirt and she's like really fancy and uh we split up and then do you know when you hear somebody's voice on the phone you you imagine them exactly how they used to be yeah yeah so i um anyway she phoned me up i can't remember i had to split up with somebody she found me up out of the blue and uh and she used to work for some newspapers like as a pa so i went down to pick her up imagining this girl is the girl's voice was exactly the same as i'd left her and um, and then when she uh, when I went to pick her up from work, I heard this voice behind her voice behind me. Turn around, and let's just say she'd gained quite a bit of weight, right? <laughs> and uh, and she had, but she still insisted on wearing all these skin tight leggings and and everything else. And she decided to do that dance in front of me in my lounge, and it just wasn't pretty. That's all I can say. Yeah, I <laughs> It wasn't pretty. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's my overall memory of, the, of, the, of that record, unfortunately. Uh, the other big thing in the 80s, uh, which is probably where I, I guess is one of the biggest political records, uh, charity records, was Feed the World. Remember, yeah. And guess who picked up Bob Geldof and took him to Top of the Pops and met all the stars? That's pretty impressive. Yours truly. Yeah, nice guy yeah, fame. Yeah. The only thing I say yeah, is he's but... another example. I mean, he I mean they back in the seventies boots rats. Um Yeah, yeah. One hit wonder. Well they had two no, I think they had two or three good songs. Um I mean yeah, yeah mm. uh, I what's it called? I don't like Monday. Um, don't like Monday. Yeah, yeah, that was a, an excellent song. Um which was wasn't really, it about uh, wasn't it about somebody one of those school killers? That, um, yeah, it was about and, um, a school shooting it, in America. Yeah. Why? Why did you do it? And he says because I don't like Monday. Exactly. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Um, mm. But he, they had some other uh, Rat Trap was a pretty good song. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Um, those two stick in my mind, but they didn't have a whole lot of hits, and I don't believe no. they were destined for superstardom. Um, but he he just did this live aid thing, and that's really mm. where he made a name for himself. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, it was it was that era. It was the uh, the zeitgeist, as the Germans say. You know, it was uh, mm. it was that era of um, where everybody was sort of all buzzing with with you know a charity and the money yeah yeah people had a lot of money and mm. um however of course again bob geldof i mean he's just become an idiot i don't like him at all now he's just mm. his political um stuff that he comes out with is just not what i want to hear at all and it's a real pity i just don't like i just don't like it's the hypocrisy yeah i, I just you know yeah. worth mega millions madonna worth mega millions you know all these people worth mega millions and 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 they're talking to you know, and that's typical like left wing. You know, you're the minions, right? And you must listen. Indeed. And and, and there you there you like step out of your your you know your role in life sort of thing. You know, and that's that's what pisses me off about them. Yeah, that's all. You know, they're sanctimonious. Yeah. Exactly, sanctimonious. And... I've got no time for them. I see how they live. I've you know I've been to parties. I, you know, like not I wasn't a you know as a, as a cab driver. I've seen how they live. I see how they talk, you know, I see how they spend money. Don't right. You've had kids. I haven't even had kids. So my carbon footprint is a lot less than yours. Yeah. Don't you stop, you know, pre preaching to me. And that's all it is. It's just about hypocrisy. Yeah. And that's what and, and and I don't know when, I don't know who started it, but I don't know when pop stars or any media star decided they were politicians. You're or right. they had something, something important. So maybe Shirley Williams, at least, she left the film industry and became a, a congresswoman. Uh, but, you know, do one or the other. Yeah, exactly. Basically, I, yeah, you know. I think you're right. And it's annoying that when, pe you know, people you idolise, you know, young and the young people are very um, easily persuaded, unfortunately. Of course, and they're very, yeah. They've got malleable minds and they, mm. they idolise certain stars whether they're m musicians or pop, you know music stars or whether they're actors and uh, then these people start preaching um spouting absolute nonsense um, especially the hypocrisy and then of course now we've got media stars being created out of nothing you know these manufactured media stars i mean greta thunberg you know is yeah F famous for being famous yeah well, do you remember Thanks. going back to, was it the 90s? Do you remember the It Girls? Do you remember that? The It Girls? Yeah, vaguely, uh, yeah. Tara yeah. Palmer Tompkinson was one. Tompkinson, yeah, she yeah. She died yeah. of drugs overdose, she, I believe. That's you. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And these girls who yeah, were like the... society girls, who <clears throat> nobody really knew why they were famous. They were famous for being famous, if you know what I mean. Um, they were just famous for snorting coke, getting drunk, getting laid, being a being every sort of um, every new venue that opened in London, whether it was uh, as an example, I don't know, but String Fellows or uh, what's China Whites or whatever the club was, you know, that's what they're famous for attending these venues. The paparazzi are outside, yeah, it's just complete crap, you know. For somebody living in like some small town outside of Newcastle, it's probably glamorous, but I can assure you, if anyone is listening, it's not, it's just complete rubbish. These people are nothing special. Yeah, I can, uh, I can guarantee you. It was a, it was an era of um, decadence and um, vulgarity and, de and degeneracy, mm. and it's sort of, I don't know whether we've ever we've recovered from that really. I, I, sorry, I mean, sounds cynical now. We were going to talk about music, but mm. um, we go back to music. Um, mm. What sort of stuff do you listen to now? Um, I, I get these. Doctor, doctor, I get, I get these. Um, do, do you know? I get. Do you know what I've been listening? To? You're going to laugh at this, I, because I've got, I've got Amazon Music, which has got like you know a million tracks on it. I haven't got any. I don't keep records in, or any CDs anymore. And uh, and sometimes I just stumble across a record. And uh, lately, uh, because I've got a nickname, because I've grown a beard, so someone nicknamed me Rasputin. <laughs> so I, I've I've started listening to. Ra Ra Rasputin by Boney M. <laughs> so, and it's just really stuck in my mind the last couple of months. But um, I tend to go through 
because <clears throat> I split up with my wife, I didn't listen to any music for about three years. I did nothing at all. Um, and um, I was just in a real, like, uh, introspective, you know, and especially, certainly nothing sad, you know. Um, but I, I tend to go more for sort of uh, metal stuff. Um, I still like the Sex Pistols, um, but I'll listen to Metallica. We were talking earlier about these Jap uh, metal bands, these uh, yeah, these girl bands, yeah, you know. Because I live um, in Japan, and um, the music hmm. quality, the, the music quality here is pretty diabolical, to be honest. But yeah, there are some bands that um, like. You, you suddenly stumble upon and they're not that bad. The problem here, the mm. entertainment industry is really run by some, uh, it's really, a, there's some, some companies have got monopoly on it. And um, there's like one. A bit two. like it was here in the seventies. Yeah. I guess. It's like that still. Yeah. And mm. anybody with any real talent doesn't get a look in. It's mm. all manufactured pop music and it's awful. Mm. Um, and when you turn on the TV or you listen to the radio or any, here there's loads of advertising everywhere you go. It's the same yeah. faces. I mean, of a country of 130 <clears throat> million people, you see mm. the same faces every time you switch on the TV. Yeah. It's a sewn-up yeah. industry. It's, um, they don't like, you know, they won't let people in from the outside. But, the, 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 of course, the internet is a good way that really anybody in the world can challenge that. So, mm. Mm. And if you do have talent now, um, the internet is a great place where you can, you know, whether it's YouTube or it's probably the main place to do it, mm. you can now showcase your talents. And I think yeah. the internet is a wonderful chance to do that. Um, I mean, I, I like I like Ramstein. I was listening to them tonight because um, they're, they're very visual as well, Ramstein. You, you know Ramstein? I do. do and I was going to say, because yeah. when you mentioned Ramstein to me uh, yesterday, um, I was mm. going to say, one of the songs, the, 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 one of the songs that always sticks in my mind by Ramstein is uh, um, "Owner Dick," which is um, that there's like this group of guys going mountain climbing, and one of them falls down the mountain and dies. And oh, I didn't see the video. I know the song, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The video is pretty impressive, actually. And I remember mm. um, the song. That is a very, very. I mean, you need to watch the video when you listen to the, the music with that one. You, yeah, like you say, it's very visual as well. So it's a brilliant I mean, uh, song. I do like They've that. done one called Something Angles uh, or something. And that's that's a real, that's like you're on, I never dropped acid, but if I was on acid, I think that, that this is the video that, you know, there's girls with snakes and like she puts her toes in somebody's mouth and runs like booze down her, you know, I can hold down her leg into his mouth. It was all like really sort of weird, you know, but um, yeah, they're, they're very visual. I like things that... Um, I'm not really into, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not into um, ballads or anything sad or anything like that. Um, I, I just like sort of stuff that really like, you know, like, <laughs> like, a, pneumatic, like a pneumatic drill, you know. Well, it's funny um, because I've, I've actually gone off a lot of the, I used to listen to a lot of sort of um, ballads and not, not, I mean, I, I've got a very eclectic collection of music and I've got eclectic tastes without a doubt but I found that as I, I get older I'm always looking for something new something different something that I want to listen to something that I've not heard before and um, like some of the videos we've been sending to each other recently are examples of that um, I, I love that one of the um, that that three-piece middle-aged uh, Japanese Buddhist metal rockers you know um, yeah, I thought that was fantastic, and I have to recommend that to everybody. You got to see that, uh, especially the song you sent me. Uh, the band's mm. name is Ningen Isu, and um, the um, the song you sent me—I forget what it's called now—but um, um, it's absolutely brilliant. I mean, visually mm. and musically, it's that's the sort of thing that really gets me going. I want to see yeah. stuff like that, and. Um, the um, the like that Mongolian band, the Who, and the, the Who spell mm. spell H U H U. Yeah, that, that's a great band. I like their music as mm. well. And it's, mm. it's Mongolian music is quite interesting because they've got this traditional throat singing where they like they do this weird singing sound from the back of the throat. They're, they're called the Mongolian throat singing. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Um, they they incorporate some of that into their music, and um, I quite like Finnish 
heavy metal like uh, Nightwish mm. is a great band. Um, a lot of a lot of Scandinavian. There's a lot of Scandinavian metal. Out yeah, there it's very it's good. It's very, good. Some of it's quite dark, yeah. but um, yeah, I think Nightwish isn't dark. It's very operatic. And, yeah, um, they call it black black metal, don't they? Dark stuff they call black metal. I, 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 you know, there's so many genres. I've lost touch with it. Yeah. But, um, the, I mean, I, I think I don't know if it's because I never had children, so I could never I could never turn around to say and say to them turn that bloody racket down they don't make records like they used to but i sort of i i went to you know I, like as, as i grew up you know i told you i went to the sweet concert that was my first ever uh concert and uh, i've been to like rod stewart neil diamond michael jackson like that was that that era um trying to think of anyone else but then later on i went to slayer which is a big metal group yeah. uh, sepultura rage against the machine you know, I went to sort of metal groups in the night. You know, I sort of kept up with the music, if you like. And the last people, the last gig I went to was Linkin Park, which was brilliant. Apart from the girl that I took, who didn't know who Linkin Park was. <laughs> she didn't even know Linkin. I had to explain to her what a mosh pit was. You know, so so, um, so I sort of, um, I don't know, I sort of kept, I, I kept up with, but I, I wouldn't go and see like some poppy, poppy group, you know, like I just sort of kept up with the, the the heavy side of things if you like yeah you know, when i was um, at school i mean i remember in the 80s um i i wanted to play guitar i got i bought a guitar um i got together with a mate and we tried to start a band and we were listening to um, bon jovi mm-hmm. uh, def leppard before before def leppard went all like um sort of soft rock when they were like harder rock, yeah you know yeah and um uh, ACDC were massive. Iron Maiden, mm. I love Iron Maiden so much. Um, mm. And um, and the and it sort of links in, of course, with what with the conversation we had recently about motorbikes, because there was this mm. like motorbikes and and hard rock and heavy metal. It, it, to me, it was um, it all sort of seemed to fit together, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guitars. Mm. We didn't have computers. We, we didn't make music on computers, um, which I do now. I make me, I've been making music on computers for 20 years now. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, and it's, it's become even easier now to do it on computers with iPads and things. But um, the... We had a guitar, bought an amp, and uh, in those days, buying a guitar and an amp was very expensive. It, you couldn't expensive. Get, that's right. It yeah, it wasn't made in China. It was made in in, in England or America or, or Germany, and it was very expensive. You know, so Any, anything to do with entertainment or media. I mean, you know, owning a cine camera yeah. or a projector yeah. or any of that was just expensive. It was prohibitively expensive. Yeah, indeed, it was, and you had to save up and. I was always into gadgets. Because my father was in the hi-fi trade, he was always into gadgets. Mm. And I, I, mm. I was the same. I got into it. I mean, I think it, not because I was copying him. It's just a, a, partly it's a man thing anyway. And I think it's just in mm. your blood. You know, it's in your DNA. You just go for that kind of stuff. Oh, I hope there's no feminist watching. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I, I wouldn't take any notice of anything they said anyway. But um, No, exactly. Yeah, the, um, I think that's what it's like. And um, that's why uh, I think I shifted towards computer stuff. I actually, I mean, talking about genres and things, I, I quite like listening to trance music, um, mm. uh, which is it was just an odd one. I don't know why, like, what it is about. I can't say what it is about trance that, interests me but i love listening to trance um yeah especially melodic trance um mm. with vo- melodic vocal trance I-, I love it you know and um but back in the 90s i remember i love it when these new genres come out like london is a great place for new types of music and britain is anywhere yeah. britain is a great place for music i think it's the best place in the world for music but i mean i, I know it sounds biased of course because we are british but i think you know, I don't. Well, for a very, for a very, very small island, it it's actually had a big influence in music. I think, I think, and I think the music from the Western world, you know, mm. uh, especially pop music, but all where all kinds of music from Western civilization, if you go back hundreds mm. of years, even, is just the best. I mean, there's nothing that matches it. Um, the complexity, the you know, the um, even if it's simple, it's just the the. It's just something else, you know. And uh, mm. are you funny? I mean, you you mentioned about uh, Greek music. I can, I can only think of two Greek artists, and I know you're gonna probably you probably know who I'm gonna say. 
the Actually, only... can, I just, can I just stop you there? Because the other day when I was talking to you, I heard Zorba the Greek playing in the background. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Do you know what? I put on an internet, um, I put on an internet radio station and it was just random. Mm. It was just random. And I thought, oh, okay. So right. I didn't choose that, the music. And I thought, right. when I was leaving, I was sending you a voice message and that music was playing in the background. And I thought, mm. he's going to think I deliberately chose this music. <laughs> I thought, I thought you was trying to, I thought you was trying to serenade me. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I won't say anything about. I won't say anything homophobic. You know, I, I, I'm happy to have gay listeners. So no problem. It's uh, yeah. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, that was funny. That was, and that version. It wasn't the original version. I don't know what. Version no, it wasn't it was. the original version. No, no, no it, was that was, an, uh, it was another. Uh, version. His name was. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I've got that yeah. song somewhere yeah. on an LP record. Yeah, because it's from a film, isn't it? Mm. Isn't was that the main? Yeah, film? yeah, it, yeah. It was a book, and then there was a film, and the record came from the uh, from the the film, and it, right. it was actually it's a Brit. I'm not saying it because I'm half Greek, but it's a brilliant film. Uh, uh, Anthony Quinn played uh, Zorba, and it, and Alan Bates was the Englishman, and it was just a brilliant. Uh, it was like a film noir type film it's just a brilliant film you know just really really well done but um go on so who are these two who are these two guys well one's a woman yeah, you know who the, you know who, I, who i'm gonna say one is nana muscuri and um, oh yeah and the others um uh demis roussos um demi. Demi. They're, they're all greeks from greece yeah, yeah i mean um, i don't know any civil yeah. music i've got no idea but got um, Cat, well you've got you've got george michael cat stevens Oh, it's George Michael from. Uh, I know he. I, I knew he had a Greek background, but I didn't know he's from Cyprus. Is he from Cyprus? Yeah, yeah, Cyprus. Yeah, he's hard, they're both. They're both. They're both half like me, half and half. Oh, so Cat um, um, Stevens half Greek as well, is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So half Cat uh, Stevens actually half Greek and half Swedish. I didn't know that if I remember correctly. And there, and I think there was a bass player in Tapau who was uh, a Greek Cypriot, if I if I remember rightly. Um, there's also now we got there's a singer now to I don't know if you know her Tula something to to I can't remember her name she's she's um quite popular she's on Britain she's one of the judges on Britain's Got Talent as well um I can't remember her name now she's half, half she's a, she's half I've and um and the, I don't know now what's going on when you live abroad you you, you do tend to lose touch with a lot of stuff. yeah yeah I think anyway yeah, age wise we do as we get older you yeah. certainly keep up with it, but I mean, there is a lot of it. I just don't enjoy listening to the latest pop music, really. Um, I can't say I that I've listened it. to any, yeah. to be honest. I, 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 and you know, and the, the sad thing is that when they make a cover cover version, and you think, bloody hell! I remember, I remember, not the original. I remember the previous cover version yeah. of the original. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. And then, and then you get you get a great record like. Um, who sang that record, uh, Voulez Vous Cacher Avec Moi? Do you remember? It, oh, it was a brilliant, yeah, yeah. brilliant, brilliant record at the time. Yeah. And then somebody copied it recently, and I thought they were going to... It was just a, it was a direct cover. It wasn't like anything of their own. It was just absolutely like the original. I think, what's the point? Yeah. I just yeah. couldn't see the point of it. You well, know, if, you, if you can add... I saw the news. I know what you're, I know mm. what you're saying. Why, why not stylize it and do it in your own in your own interpretation mm. or something? But I saw in the news, the like the Christmas top ten songs in Britain or something. They've re re released Wham's Last Christmas or something. Is that right? Oh, they do that every year. They, well, you got you got. This is the Christmas you got. Noddy Howard, you got. Uh, Here it is, Merry Christmas by Slade. You remember that? Hey, well, even Merry if you don't Christmas. remember, even if you don't yeah, remember, you, know, you hear it every year, you know. Yeah, and then uh, Mariah Carey, uh, and then there's Wham. There's all these like, you know, it's the same. That's why I hate Christmas. It's just nothing's, nothing's like, you know. Well, I don't hate it. And, 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 and every every super, every supermarket I go into, every store, it's just the same. Do you know what? I live in Japan and it's the same here. They just play the really? same songs every year. Yeah, got the I same think ones. I was in Brazil. I think I was in Brazil and they they, uh, they play the same the same songs as well. You know, and it's just I just like oh god, can't you come up with something original? And why not play a punk well, listen, version? I don't of... want to end on a on a. I don't want to end on anything too cynical, but yeah, um, we we need to end it. Um, and, okay, um, we shall continue this another time. And I mm -hmm. think. 
uh, well, obviously, next next episode will be um, not about music, but I think we need to have another conversation about music because uh, there's a lot mm. more to talk about. But next time will be a different topic, which has yet to be decided. But um, if I don't talk to you before Christmas, have a good one. And um, uh, I should say Merry Christmas, everybody. Yes, and also, don't forget... We have listeners that you have to wish a Merry Christmas to. That's that's who it was. I just said everybody. Oh, sorry. Because it just blanked. <laughs> just as you said that, it, it, there was a bit of interference. I didn't hear that. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. So all our um, we try. We've got. I mean, we've got fifty-one. We've got to get to a hundred. Yeah, we. Uh, it's the, the analytics, of course, only show. Um, they, they, there may be others that the analytics doesn't show because I think the it depends on how your security settings are set up. So they can't always. Okay harvest your information but um right yeah the um we've five different countries um some but we've got listeners but i think there are more than that because i've i've seen i've posted in i've posted the links to our podcasts in online groups and mm. i'm fairly sure the analytics well, i've got i've got a uh, groupies outside my door every morning. <laughs> well, <that'll> let <laughs> you go then <laughs> but yeah and if, note, if you like, if you like, if you like what you hear, pass it on. Please do, indeed. Share, yeah. subscribe, and all that. Yeah. Cheers, mate. I shall speak to okay. you again soon. Take it easy. Okay, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.